Welcome to Type Tune Tint. I'm Tom Kranz. Today we celebrate the passion of the pen, the need to write, and the everyday authors who put themselves out there. What do we have here? Hey, it's a book. It has many parts, so let's take a look. Let's pick up the book. And what do you see? It's the front cover, and it's staring right at me. The book cover is the window to a story, and behind each story is an author with the passion to create. Today's guest is Renee Smith, who, as a little girl in Jamaica, loved reading so much that she started creating her own stories. Today, she is the CEO and founder of the Independent Authors Book Experience, IABX, and the host of an annual book expo that attracts authors from all across America. And Renee Smith joins me right now. Renee, how you doing? I'm good, Tom. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, of course. We did this uh, about a year ago in advance of the last uh, Writer's Book Expo in Roselle, New Jersey. This year, it's in Linden, New Jersey, beautiful downtown Linden in the uh, parking lot of the library. It's an outdoor event. Uh, last year's event, I was there as a participant, and it was so great. I just decided early on that I was going to be at this year's event, too. Uh, why don't I I'll let you explain what the, what your organization is all about? Um, so again, thank you, Tom, for having me. Um, really appreciate the opportunity to be on your podcast. Um, so IABX, Independent Authors Book Experience, started over nine years ago in sync with our event, actually, our book expo. And um, we wanted to feature, so I'm an author, I write children's books. And one of the things that I found was that we didn't have, independent authors did not have a space where they could share their work. So out of the Independent Authors Book Expo, we kind of grew into an organization that really supports and empowers independent authors. So we have a series of events. Um, we have our website where we share authors' works. We do spotlights, book author spotlights. We do book reviews. There are a number of things and number of opportunities that we have for authors. And we do it in a way that's um, affordable. Because a lot of the times, you know, as an independent author, you don't have a huge backing. You don't have the backing of the big name publishing house. They don't give you um, $200,000 to say, hey, go write, be free, live your life. Yeah. You don't get that. Usually we're juggling our jobs, juggling family while we're trying to put out, um, we have a dream and an idea to write. And, you know, we decide, hey, I want to do this. And I think I can. Uh, so, but we don't have all that extra money to do that. So what we try to do is keep our events and our um, things that we offer, the services that we offer in affordable for our authors in the hope that they can get to share their work and hopefully they'll become the next bestseller, you know? We can only hope that happens to both of us, actually. It hasn't <laughs> happened yet for me, but that's okay. I'm I'm all about the writing. You know, I love the writing and, and, you know, if somebody else loves it, that's great, but mostly I care about just kind of putting it out there. Um, so the, the art, the group is actually, you're a nonprofit, right? You're like yes, a real a nonprofit. nonprofit group. Yes. And what I found last year at last year's event was authors came from like, the event was in New Jersey and Roselle, New Jersey, but we had authors there from Texas. Yes. There was a lady there from Michigan, uh, there were people from west of the Mississippi. I mean, Virginia. This was not like just a, 
Union County, New Jersey event. This was a national event. How, how did that happen? You just have, this is who your constituents are for the website and for the organization, I guess, right? Yes. Yes. We have a, a very wide reach. And, you know, one of the good things about, um, we, we, we have an open door. You know, we try to cater to all the authors. So when people come and they meet us and they see what we're about, we've had people coming from 20 different states, Colorado, New Hampshire, Florida, Virginia, um, Chicago. They come from all over to participate in our event. I think when we had it virtually, maybe this was why he was able to do it. But we had an author from um, India who participated in the event, thankfully, because it was um, um, virtual. But we do have authors coming this year. Same thing. We have, of course, from New Jersey, local. We have from Maryland. We have someone coming from California. So we have people coming from all over to participate in our event because they see the value of what we have to offer. So absolutely about that. Yeah. So last year was the first year in a couple of years that it was in person again, right? You had done it virtually because of the stupid pandemic. Yes. I guess I, I don't think there's really any substitute for doing this kind of an event in person with real people. I mean, you know, there's no substitute for being able to go and looking at the books, picking up the books, talking one-on-one with the author. That's what I found so great. I met some really interesting people. Uh, you know, I don't know that I would necessarily buy their books, but it shows you the spectrum of talent that's out there and what people are interested in. What, in your experience, do all independent authors have in common, do you think? Um, I think it's the desire to share their work. They have an idea, they have a thought, they want to share their story, whether it's personal or something that they created in their minds in the, in the middle of the night. I think their, their biggest thing is that they want to share what they have inside and they want people to understand what it is that I'm talking about. Whether you write children's book, whether you write fiction, nonfiction, whatever it is that you write, your whole desire is to share your words and your thoughts and for people to understand and to, to buy and like it. You know, so they keep coming back because you have all these thoughts running around in your head and you want to put it on paper. And you hope that when you put that first book out, that people are going to want to buy the second and the third book when you do write again. Sure. Speaking of stories, what's uh, let's talk a little bit about your story. So you're a native of Jamaica, correct? (laughs) You came here at some point in, uh, you know, tell me when you came here and when you started writing. Were you a writer down there or did that happen later in life or what's what? So. I, um, as you say, I'm originally from Montego Bay, Jamaica. I'm born and raised. I uh, finished my bachelor's degree there in math and computer science. So I'm a, I'm a numbers person. But um, in the heart of it, I'm always a reader. I've been reading. I think my mom is a teacher. I have to say that. Uh, my mom's a teacher. So I've been reading probably before I could walk. Um, she, you know, I always had a book. She's always teaching me words. And I just had a love for writing and and just words. I, I'm a reader at heart. My mom, I, I think I'm the only person who got in trouble for reading. My yeah. mom's still reading? Are we reading again? You know, I would I would devour a book, you know, and I'm still the same way. I, I um at nights I, I like to read because it calms my my mind just before I go to bed. So it's still my passion to read. Did you have um, that propensity for reading as a child, like as a little yes. girl are we talking about? Oh, so this yes. goes back to your youth for this sure. It goes back to youth. I was and is that when you started writing also? Like, were you in school at the time or, or how so old were I, you and what were you doing? So I have, I like to write poems and poetry. So I think that kind of started then. 
And as I continued, and I remember when I came here to the U.S. and I studied uh, my master's degree, and I would write, because I used to live in the city, New York City, and I would write on the train and I'd write poems as I'm on the train, and I'd call it poetry in motion. And I'll give you a little joke. A few years back, because, you know, I'm in New Jersey now, and I decided to, I took my son on the train, and I actually saw on the train, they had poems at the top of the train. Oh. They called it poetry in motion. I remember that, I was, sure. And I'm like, I'm ahead of my time. I was ahead of my time. <laughs> I could have been on the, on the train. Right. Um, but it started there. And um, really, my entrance into being published was that when I came here, I couldn't find, I'm, I love food. I like to eat. I couldn't find any one recipe. I couldn't find a recipe that I was looking for. So I'm scorned internet. I couldn't find any Jamaican recipe um, cookbooks that, that I had that had the, the recipe. And I said, you know what? I want to write a book. I just decided to put a book that had all the recipes together. And that is my introduction to being published. My girlfriend's like, mm -hmm. why don't you write it? So I was like, okay. And then my husband was like, why don't you publish it? I'm like, me, I don't know anything about publishing. So <laughs> I'm like, I became a self-published author there. And it has been such a journey. I've since that's 2011, I've published mm -hmm. a book every year since. What is the name of that cookbook? I so must the name know. Of that <laughs> Jamaica's Forgotten Treats. And it's by Renee Smith. By Renee and it's Smith. on at all the usual places. All the usual places. It's on Amazon. It's on my website. You know, you because I love cooking and I haven't done Jamaican. You know, the closest I've ever come is I've bought a, a you know a can of what's called Jamaican jerk spices and who the hell knows what's in there. You know, for buck thirty nine, <laughs> that doesn't really count. So I'm going to be getting your book and I'm going to cooking because my wife is a very patient test subject for everything I cook. Oh. Um, so and then you decided that. Uh, as kind of an outgrowth of this idea to support independent authors to have this expo, yes. which this year is Saturday, August 6th, correct? Yes, Saturday, and August 6th from 11 a.m. To, to 5 p.m. And it's at the Linden Public Library. This year we're partnering with the mayor, Mayor Armstead, Derek Armstead, and the Linden Public Library to produce this, the ninth annual. Every time I say it, I get chills. The ninth <laughs> annual Independent Authors Book Expo. It's on 31 East Henry Street in Linden. And it's going to be outdoors, correct? Under it's tents? going to be outdoors. We have tents. We have right. going to be amazing. We have amazing authors like Tom um, who are going to be there. Over 40 authors are going to be there. We have a children's corner. We have authors reading. Um, we have authors reading to the children. We have arts and crafts. We have giveaways. We have um, workshops financial literacy, publishing um, for children to help your, ch your child to read, especially since the pandemic. We've had such a, um, uh, I forget what the word that they were using at the time. Um, th so many children have fallen behind mm -hmm. in language arts and um, sure. literacy. So we give them an opportunity to we give away free books um, from Scholastic. So I want to, and I will say our sponsors in a little bit, but we get book from Scholastics. We have Arts and Craft, supported by Columbia Bank. We have a lot of um, sponsors and supporters of our event. And we just want to say thank you to them. Um, Union County um, Commissioners, um, they're a part of that. Wawa. Um, Applebee's Bank of America, Investors Bank, 
we have a quite a, a number pen company of america i don't want to miss anybody but we you check our website they're all listed there we want to just say thank you for supporting us that's awesome how many sponsors you've you've attracted in nine years and the event very important the event is free to the public correct absolutely free just to the public. show up and you can stroll through the tents you can talk yes. to the authors the yes. authors would be very happy to sell you their books and they're pretty, yes. pretty reasonable. I mean, yes. you know, it's not yes. like uh, you're going to break the bank by supporting yes. independent authors there. More with Renee Smith in just a moment. It's time to grab your beach reading. Your great escape is waiting at TomCransBooks.com. Contemporary fiction in the Bud and Maggie series, sci-fi adventure in the Earth Moon Rescue series, Visit TomCransBooks.com for detailed descriptions and links to the ebook, paperback, hardback, and audiobook editions. That's TomCransBooks.com. You deserve a great escape. Tell me a little bit about your other life. So everybody, pretty much every <laughs> independent author has a day job. What's yours? So um, I need to t- go back and tell you that I'm a Jamaican, so I have like 10 jobs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, in my day job, in my day life, so I'm the director of development of another nonprofit that works with the homeless individuals. I don't know if I can say the name of the organization. Is that, a, is that allowed? Yeah, sure. Okay. So I'm the director of development of the Elizabeth Coalition to House the Homeless. Um, it's a nonprofit organization that supports the homeless in Union County. Um, and we provide um, housing assistance to people who are homeless and housing insecure. So wow, that's that really important? important. So, you know, in that capacity, I'm sure you work with, people of all ages, all genders, all backgrounds, because the homeless situation is, it's one of those hidden, hidden situations that most people really have no idea about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's actually, it's now becoming uncovered because every day you hear about um, people being one kicked out of their homes on um, they're not able to fight affordable housing. Um, there's property going up and apartments going up all over the place. I know you see that where you are, sure, absolutely. they're not affordable. They're not affordable. And one of the things that I think um, that people have to understand when you say affordable housing, it doesn't mean people on Section 8, it doesn't mean people on TBRA, any of that government um, assistance programs. What it means is being able to work a job and being able to afford hmm. a, a decent place to live. It's it, You can't work 40 hours a week and still and mail your, your husband and wife or partner, whoever it is, you can't both be working 40 hours a week and still not afford to live where you are. So well, how big is the problem of the working? You're talking about the working homeless, basically, right? People the who for, have jobs yeah. and where they're living out of their cars or they're living, who knows course. where they're living? Yeah, they're living under in the cars. They're living doubled up. And, you know, one thing that we find is that they say, if you're living with someone else, um, then you're not homeless. No, you're homeless if you your whole family of four lives in a room. You're practically homeless, you know, because you're sharing your space with someone else. You know, now we have realtors who, and I'm a realtor, but we, I don't, this is not my practice. We have realtors who are now showing one bedrooms in a two bedroom apartment as a place to, Mm. to rent, you know, that's how bad the problem has become. Do you find it's gotten better or worse, or has it stayed the same since the pandemic's been easing up a little bit? It's just always kind of been there at a certain level. It's has absolutely gotten worse because um, people have 
um, you know, whether they have lost their jobs or, you know, businesses have closed and folded because of, you know, they weren't able to sustain themselves during the pandemic. Um, a lot of mom and pop shops were closed. Um, a lot of businesses because of their, you know, the pandemic kind of was a perfect storm. It was there's good things that came out of it and not so good things. And what you found was that businesses realized, well, we don't need a 50 people workforce. We can mm. probably do this in 30. Sure. But let people go. What are these people supposed to do? There are not enough um, jobs available, even though people are always saying they have all these jobs, but they're not paying a wage that someone can actually maintain a family off of. Sure. So some people are like, why bother? You know, it, it's kind of a counterintuitive, like you need a job, so you go get one. But if I'm not making enough, I'm just making enough to get myself back to work. <laughs> to gotcha. Um, so we're finding that the problem is increasing, you know, rents are increasing. So that sounds like a big job and, uh, running a, a nonprofit that's kind of an international organization is a big job and, uh, organizing this event is a big job. And yes. then you've got a family also, correct? Yes. I'm so when on earth do you sit down and write? I mean, you just, you've got your series of Freddie books, the children's books. Yes, you yes. said yourself, you're constantly, you're writing maybe one new book a year, at least. When yes. do you do that? Um, I don't know. I, sque- I squeeze the time because it's something that I want to do. You know, uh, people say when you when you want to do something, you find a time. Right. You find a time to do it. And um, I write like um, two, three o'clock in the morning. That's really? my best time oh, because man. that's it, it's quiet for me. I know. But so you don't sleep then you don't sleep. <laughs> you work, you write and you don't sleep. <laughs> Pretty <Great>. much. <laughs> Well, that's pretty amazing. But you know, it's a really, it's it's a story that's repeated over and over again in the independent author world. As you know, people work full time and sometimes they've got kids running around the house, especially now that the pandemic taught us we can do all this stuff from home now, right? Yes. So they're yes. home and everybody thinks, oh, gee, what a great thing that is. Well, if you've got a couple of kids running around, you're still yes. working, you still got the kids. And then when are you supposed to write? Yeah. I don't know. So what, um, as somebody who's had a lot of experience, both as an author and knowing authors, do you have any advice in terms of for somebody who's thinking about it? And I get asked this once in a while myself, I've got a book on my mind, you know, I've always wanted to write, but it, it intimidates me a little bit. I'm kind of in denial that I have the talent, but the point of this podcast is to show that a lot of people have talent for all kinds of things and either deny it or just don't, don't act on it. What do you say to those people? I say, go for it. My mantra is, what are you waiting for? What is this, what is this perfect scenario that you're waiting for that's going to just miraculously drop from the sky and you're going to be like, I'm best-selling author. I think um, in everybody's mind is like, I want to be a bestseller. But my thing is be produce a good and the best book that you can produce. Yeah. So I always encourage people, I say, just start writing, you know, it's in your head and you can talk about it all you want, but if you never put it on paper, it never goes anywhere. It just stays right where it is in your head. So I encourage you, get your pen, get your notebook, um, start to write or whatever means you use. Some people now use their phones, you know, people use their computers, whatever it is that you have, just start writing, just start putting it down. And I say to them, don't worry about, you know, grammar and, and, and the sequence. Sometimes if you see, cause I, I start with pen and paper. If you see my story when it starts, you're like, she is psycho. I just start <laughs> writing <laughs> and I may get the middle of the story and I just write it. And then I get the end and I write it down. 
And then I get somewhere in the middle. So all you see is crosses, stars, arrows, and just keep the whole book looks like um, you're trying to connect a crime scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the, it sounds like the important thing is to get it down, is to start, it, you know, stop thinking paper. about it and just sit down and write. And then, you know, what's the worst that's going to happen? You might maybe you'll look at it tomorrow and say, what is this? So yes. then you change it. That's why you, you can change it. things. Yes. And, you know, I tell people your first draft is just that your first draft. That is not your final copy. So drop the, I said, do a mental dump, dump it on paper, write it out. You know, this is one of the things we have a a writer's cafe um, under IABX. We meet on Mondays, even though we're we're taking some time off in in the summer, but we meet every Mondays virtually on zoom. And this is one of the things I tell um, our writers, um, whoever desire to write and get published, just write write it down. It's not going to be perfect. Just put it on paper, put it to the side, let it breathe, pick it up. What? Write again, scratch, (laughs) start over. Don't, don't be in, don't beat yourself up. Don't think I remember, um, what's her name? Um, JK Rollins. I don't think when she wrote her book, what we see now is what she had in the beginning. Absolutely. She probably beat that book to death until you know, you see where you, um, where she is now. And as she got into book two, book three, she kind of had a feel. She, now she had she got into her groove and she could have like, oh, well, I know where I'm going with my story. But I'm, I can guarantee you that she has at least three, four five drafts of that mm. book sitting somewhere, just tossed to the side. Like, what was I thinking? So you have that same mentality. Just write it down. Uh, uh, There's so many people who have more talent than some of the people who are published right now, but they never get anything out because of that fear. Yeah. Just write it down. You can well, do it. That's great advice. And that's an, the same advice that I've heard a million times. And it's actually advice that I took a long time ago. And now I'm, I'm six books later and that's great. Woo! So, yeah. So uh, I've been speaking with uh, Renee Smith and she runs uh, the upcoming independent authors book expo, which will be taking place in beautiful downtown Linden, New Jersey, Saturday, August 6th, in the parking lot of the Linden Library. And it's 11 to, did I hear 11 to 5? 11 to 5. It's free to the public. Come out, you'll meet 40 authors. Uh, You'll hopefully find a couple books that you can take home with you. There's children's books, there's sci-fi, there's a little bit of everything. Um, And Renee's organization, once again, IABX.org, the Independent Authors Book Experience. It's a great website. Uh, is it cost anything to join? Is there a membership or or how does that work? If you want to become, is there such a thing as a membership to the group or no? Well, we don't right now. We don't have a membership, but what we do have is opportunities for authors to do book spotlights. Gotcha. Um, we have an author directory and a business directory. So if you're an author and you want to get in our directory, so people want to find you, they can just go to our website and say, Hey, I'm looking for a children's book author. I'm looking for someone who writes about um, dogs, cats, whatever it is. Um, and we also have a, a business directory. Similarly, if you um, if you are an illustrator or an editor and you want to advertise with us, it's only fifteen dollars for the to get in the directory for the business and five dollars for the author. 
So you get your link up, it links straight to wherever you want us to send it to, you know, so those are the kinds of things that we have available for authors. Right. And there's also, there's uh, book reviews and reviewing services are available. Editing services are available. And again, everything's reasonably priced. And this is a nonprofit we're talking about. So I don't think Renee is financing her next Cadillac with uh, the money that's coming in here. (laughs) I might be maybe from uh, her next best-selling book. Yes, but probably not. My books. Yeah. Right. But not not necessarily. Not, not from the nonprofit, I'm guessing. <laughs> Renee, uh, Renee Smith, thank you so much for being with us. Hopefully, we will see some uh, some of our listeners on August 6th at the Independent uh, Book Authors uh, Expo in Linden, New Jersey. And uh, when in doubt, if you're an independent author, sit down and write it. The Earth is dying a slow death. The 5,000 people living on the moon are in trouble. Their paradise has become a cautionary tale of human weakness. We need a hero. Enter Rick Mack and the Planetary Commission to save the Earth, the Moon, and themselves. Moon Rescue Escape from the Dome by Tom Krantz. Now available in ebook, paperback, hardback, and audiobook. The Earth is dying a slow death. The 5,000 people living on the moon are in trouble. Their paradise has become a cautionary tale of human weakness. We need a hero. Enter Rick Mack and the Planetary Commission to save the Earth, the moon, and themselves. Moon Rescue. Escape from the Dome by Tom Krantz. Now available in ebook, paperback, hardback, and audiobook. These are the questions explored in the podcast, Type Tune Tint. Tom Kranz chats with writers, musicians, and artists, most of whom found their talent by accident, late in life, or hiding under layers of denial. Subscribe to Type Tune Tint wherever you get your podcasts.